everyone, Christian here from the Supply Change Podcast. Wanted to give you a special announcement that coming soon, we will be bringing on our very first guest for an interview here in our office. Very excited to have this individual join the podcast. He has a wealth of experience in supply chains and very unique supply chains, uh, ones that not a lot of us have really been exposed to. So we're excited to bring him aboard. We would encourage you to do two things. One, subscribe to the podcast so that you do not miss the episode. I promise you, you will not want to miss this episode. And then number two, follow us on our social media platforms where we will be posting information about when that episode will drop. You may be asking, who is this guest? And I'm not going to tell you, but I will give you two clues. He is one of 12 people to accomplish this feat. And two, he understands supply chains from the 239,000 mile view. That's a, that's a pretty big view. So we encourage you guys to check out the episode and hope to see you there. Thanks. Hey everyone, welcome back to the Supply Change Podcast brought to you by Aptricity. I am your host, Christian Garcia. Thank you for joining us today. This is part two of our Solution Spotlight series where we're going through different IoT solutions that can really help modernize your supply chain and promote visibility. Uh, the first episode, we talked about the connected service vehicle and how that works. Today's episode, we're going to be talking about GPS asset tracking. So we're going to touch on a couple of key points here today. Number one, we're going to talk about what is a GPS asset tracking solution. Number two, we're going to talk a little about the tags that you use for that system. Number three, we'll talk a little bit about the software that you use in conjunction with the tags. Number four, we'll talk a little bit about geofencing and how you use geofences to enforce location rules and permissions. We'll then talk about alerts and reports that can also be generated from a system that's using GPS asset tracking. So a lot to cover here today. So let's just dive right in. So GPS asset tracking, it's a very common solution for companies that are tracking really just about anything outdoors. For those of you who have tuned into previous podcasts or, or potentially some of our webinars that we've held in the past, you would know that we use GPS tracking for outdoor tracking and we use indoor positioning, IPS, for anything that's enclosed within a building. And this has to do with signal impedance in the way that GPS and IPS work using trilateration. If you were on our, um, our IPS webinar, you would know that we spent a little bit of time talking about the difference between triangulation and trilateration. Essentially, what you need to know is that these systems use trilateration to determine your location. A GPS asset tracking solution is for any business who manages expensive items and equipment. So where we see this being especially pertinent is in construction. Think about a construction site, whether you're building a home or it could be commercial real estate development, whatever the case may be. Energy is another place that we've seen it, you know, and putting up things like wind turbines or things of that nature. But you think about a job site and there's a lot of expensive tools that you track. A lot of tools that are vital to completing the job on time and on budget. And when you start to introduce large areas in square miles, not necessarily square feet, there's a lot of room for things like theft, for equipment walking off the job site. It's a term that you hear all too often when you're managing a project. And so how do you, how do you solve that? How do you provide that level of visibility? Because if you rely on manual methods, you know, that situation might look like telling one of your, one of your technicians on the job site to hop in his truck and drive across the entire job site until he finds a specific item. And that's not really a solution because you're burning gas, you're burning man hours, and you may not find the thing. So a manual solution really isn't a solution in this regard. 
So what GPS asset tracking does is it provides you with an autonomous location, a real-time location service with a tag. So essentially you have tags that are, if you're watching, you'll see that I'm using my hands to describe the, the, about the size. It's about this big. So a tag that's not too big, it can go on just about anything uh, that's valuable and worth tracking. And what these tags do is they connect to the internet either via LTE, it could also be 5G. We use LTE because the 5G infrastructure is still growing and it's gonna continue to get better. So we'll start seeing more of these 5G tags. But essentially what you need to know is that these tags are connected to the internet of things and they report latitude and longitude coordinates. So whatever you end up putting a tag on, you know, we've, we've seen things like bulldozers or power generators or concrete mixers, you know, things that are, you know, things that are very prevalent in the construction world. You place a tag on that and then you can dictate at that point, how often do you want that tag to report? So uh, in my experience in this industry, we've seen people want tags to report every five seconds. We've seen people want them to report once a day and anywhere in between. So that's really what you get out of a GPS asset tracking solution is as close to real time or as far away to real time location data as you need it, as you define it. To summarize, really when we're talking about a GPS asset tracking solution, you're looking at a location that you're managing that's outdoors. It's a bigger location to the point where it makes more sense for an item to report its location autonomously as opposed to sending out an employee to go find it or relying on a you know pen and paper to say, this person checked it out last and they brought it to this part of the site and you know it may still be there, may not still be there. So that's really the really the, the broad scope of the GPS asset tracking solution and who it's for. So we talked a little bit about the tags and, and how they work, but like I mentioned, these tags, they run off of either a SIM chip, a cellular SIM chip, or they can also connect via satellite. So when you start talking about which tag to choose for a GPS asset tracking solution, you're really asking yourself the question, does the area, does my job site have cellular connectivity? If the answer is yes, then go with a, a cellular tag, you know, an LTE or a 5G type tag. A lot of times these tags have, you know, fallbacks to 3G or even 2G. And so you're you're verifying that you're getting location services on your equipment at, at virtually all times, right? But if you're starting to get into more remote areas where you can't always promise cell coverage, then a satellite tag might make more sense because you can still connect to the internet to report GPS coordinates. And so that's really the differentiation. We've talked about this multiple times on previous video content, whether it's a webinar or a podcast, but there's two components to, to the tag. There is how it connects to the internet and the data that it's sending. So in this scenario for GPS asset tracking, the tag either connects to the internet via cellular or satellite, and it's reporting latitude and longitude values. So like I mentioned, you can put a tag on just about anything, and what you would do on the software side, which we'll get into here in a minute, is you would pair the unique tag number of the tag with the unique identifier of the asset, the equipment, the tool, whatever you call it. And you make that marriage, and then that way you know where that tag travels, so does that asset. So let's talk about the software. This is really the, the key component. When you marry the tag and the software, you're essentially creating a solution that is one, connected to the internet of things, and two, more often than not hosted in the cloud. So what, what does that give you? That gives you a solution that you get immediate access to from both web and mobile. Here at Optricity, we have both web and mobile applications. We also have responsive applications that you can get onto 
from your mobile browser. So we offer various different ways to access the system, but when you get real-time data being sent from tags, the key takeaway is that you can view that at any time. And so the software, and again, at Atricity, we call this our asset management software. That's what we use to perform the GPS asset tracking uh, solution, so to speak. And so you're accessing that to not only get location data for your important equipment, but you're also getting things like maintenance history, any other sort of data that you want to keep at the asset level, you get access to that from the software side. So basically, GPS is one component of a holistic asset management solution. But if you're only interested in the GPS side of things, you can still put a tag, it'll still connect to the internet and report, and you can still view that from the web application or a mobile application. So that's essentially how the software works. Like I said, you can deploy it in the cloud. Some solutions you can also deploy on-premise depending upon you know, what your use case is and what your security protocols are, things of that nature. In today's day and in today's market, you typically see cloud-hosted software being the predominant form of software that's being deployed for customer solutions. So let's talk about geofencing because I think this is one of the biggest benefits of a GPS asset tracking solution from the software side. So a geofence, as we mentioned in one of our previous podcast shorts, is a boundary that you set up. It's a location boundary. And you set it up because you want to enforce that items do not leave or enter that radius. Or you you set it up to say only certain items are allowed to leave or enter, or only certain items are allowed to even be in the radius. There's a number of different ways you can manage it, but what's important to know about geofences is that you can set them up in circles, you can set them up as polygons, around locations, around points of interest, around assets, really around just about anything, with the key action item being if that geofence gets broken, you want to know about it. So if you have a tag that's reporting every five seconds, you see that it's starting to get close to the edge of a geofence. And perhaps you set up this geofence to enforce you know, the, the boundary of the job site, really the acceptable areas where that piece of equipment is allowed to be. As that thing starts to edge closer to the geofence, you can start asking yourself a couple of questions, right? Well, do I know about this? Do Is this item supposed to be moving to this area? You know, perhaps you have a generator that needs to go out for repair. A lot of times when we've worked with, with companies in the past and, and specifically construction companies, maybe you lease a lot of your equipment and you may be sending it back or you may be replacing it with something else. And that may be approved location changing from the equipment itself. But the key thing is, if that's approved, you'll know about it, right? And you'll expect that to happen. It's the times where it's not approved that geofencing really comes in handy. You know, if you have tags that are reporting more frequently as they get closer to the boundary, you can start asking yourself questions. Well, who was in charge of this item last? You know, who's who who's supposed to be in charge of it now? And if it breaks the geofence, you can get the official notification saying asset one, two, three has broken this geofence at this time at these latitude longitude coordinates. You can start to track these things down. Instead of them breaking a geofence and being lost and gone forever, those tags will continue to report. And you'll get an idea of where they end up if they're being escorted off the job site or if they're being lost or whatever the case may be. So the tags not only provide location services for, hey, where is it at within the job site, but also if for some reason it makes its way off of the job site, you still have that visibility to know where did it travel? Why is it sitting here? I, I didn't think it was supposed to go here. I didn't know that someone was taking this off. 
you know, and, and, and sending it to a different location. Why don't I give this guy a call and see what the deal is? Really what you're getting at is, is providing a, an eye in the sky to make sure that the things that you pay for, the things that you manage and that you're responsible for don't get lost or stolen. That's really the key benefit of a GPS asset solution. You, you eliminate a lot of the time looking for items. You know, you're not relying on a pen and paper checkout system to say, you know, John Doe checked this out two days ago and I know John Doe works here, so I'm going to start my search in this area. Well, that area could be miles. It could be hundreds of miles. And finding that could be like finding a needle in the haystack. When you add a GPS tracking tag to that item, you're not digging through the haystack anymore. You know exactly where it's at. And geofencing helps to enforce different location permissions. So you can also use geofences for things like access control. If you have uh, personnel who have specific clearances or specific skill sets that allow them to be in particular areas of a job site, and one guy starts to wander into an area that he's not allowed to be in, you can get alerted on that as well. This is, uh, this is something that's interesting in the, in the field of energy, or we've also seen this in mining, that there's certain areas where a, a particular employee does not have the credentials or the certifications to access a particular area of that job site. And if they do somehow stumble upon it, uh, their, their managers need to be alerted so that nothing, nothing goes wrong. You also tend to see this sometimes on airfields. Uh, you set up geofences around areas of the airstrip where planes are taking off. And if you don't know any better, you might have an employee wander into an area he's not supposed to be, and there could be disastrous consequences that come, that come out of that. Uh, we've seen it. We've heard it. We've heard it from um, airport officials and from airport commissions that you, know, you have a vehicle that's driving on the airstrip, and if you're not paying attention, you could find yourself on a runway. Uh, I've been on a runway, I've seen it, and it's, it's, it's a lot easier than you think it might be to stumble upon an active runway. Uh, so these are areas where geofences really come in handy because they, they provide that level of location, location permissioning, location enforcement. Now, let's be real. If an item is moving and someone has the intent to steal, it's going to break the geofence. There's not much you can do about it. Maybe you can try to catch it before it leaves, but once it's gone, you're still going to know where it's at. And it also kind of helps provide this, this mentality that we've got eyes on it and you're not going to be able to get away with it if you try. So that's really where GPS asset tracking really comes in handy for expensive equipment. And really what, what, what you're paying for in the tag and in the monthly subscription is insurance that you're not going to lose it. And if you do lose it, you'll be able to find it. So that's really what we're getting at with a GPS asset tracking solution. So we talked about geofencing, and geofencing is really, you know, the end product of a, a geofence being broken is an alert. And so there are other alerts that you can associate with a GPS asset tracking solution that may be important to your job site. You may have warranty days that are approaching. You may have routine maintenance that's being scheduled, and you need to know about it. So what the GPS asset tag does is it shows you on a map, this is where this item is. And depending on the type of mapping technology you use, certain items can be flagged or highlighted in a different color to represent that, you know, maybe this item has a maintenance date that's approaching and you need to start bring, start thinking about bringing it closer to, you know, wherever you do your maintenance operations. Or if something has a specific amount of warranty days remaining, you know, you might want to know where that is so you can bring it in and, and potentially um, send it in for warranty. 
things of that nature. There may be items that are at a particular price point that you want to keep close to home base because the further away they get, the higher chance there is that they could be stolen or lost. You know, there's countless examples. Another example would be if you have engine hours that you're tracking on equipment that's in the field and you're only allowed to give it a certain amount of hours per day, or perhaps you can only work that piece of equipment you know, hundreds or thousands of hours before you have to get it certified again or you have to get it looked at and maintained. These are things that you get that location so that you can go access that piece of equipment. And that's really where on the software side, when we talk about asset management, you know, GPS asset tracking is one component of asset management. It's the location side of things, but the software itself should provide the full scope of maintenance, the full scope of purchase information, the full scope of everything from purchase to retirement and all of the usage in between. When we start talking about alerts in the electricity system, we give users the ability to create these alerts for particular, you know, asset categories, you know, equipment categories. You know, maybe the bulldozers need to be checked out every 30 days. You know, maybe the generators need to be checked out every 60 or 90 days. Whatever the case may be for your specific business, you can implement those business rules inside the system. You know the location of the things that you're managing, and then you can go out and effectively maintain them, bring them in, and make sure that they're operating at peak level. And then from that, you can generate reports. You know, you can do things like show me all the assets that are in this specific geofence. You can get those reports printed and exported. You can have them emailed. You can have them auto-generated. It, it would take me a very long time to go through all the different types of reports that you can generate from a system. But really what you need to know about reports is that any of the data that's in the system, you should be able to report on it and start to look into things like data analytics. Start looking into trends about how your equipment functions. What are some location patterns that start to develop? You know, maybe you can start associating those location patterns with particular users or particular employees that you manage. And it gives you that data. It gives you that, that fresh insight into how the operations are going. It can also give you insight into areas for improvement, ways that you can better optimize your equipment. If, if things start to get to this area of the geofence, 60% of the time, they're going to exit the geofence. So maybe, maybe you enforce that area a little bit more. You know, maybe you set up checkpoints at particular areas where things routinely walk off the site. That's the type of things that reports and data analytics can, can really paint for you in a very clear picture. That's really the final component of a GPS asset tracking solution. How is my job operating? How is my site? If, if there's areas for improvement, I want to see them so I can go implement them. If there's areas that I'm doing really well, I want to see those so I can implement those elsewhere. And so there's so many different factors that go into that final component that, as I mentioned, it would take way too long for me to go through all of those types of things. But there is a lot that is possible with data. And in the world of data analytics, which is a quickly growing field, really, you know, the sky is the limit in terms of the types of operational efficiencies and the trends that you can pull from the data. If you've got a good data team, uh, we've got a great data team here at Aptricity that I love working with. There are a couple of really, really bright individuals that are helping us start to analyze what are those patterns that we start seeing for our customers and how how can they be more efficient? How can we fine tune the edges to you know squeeze the efficiency out as best we can? So that's really where data comes into the picture. And it makes it in a clear and precise way. So there's not really any questions to ask, right? There's no emotion in the equation. It's, it's all data. It's all right there in front of you. 
So that's a brief overview on GPS asset tracking solutions. Like I mentioned, there's so many different ways, so many different environments that you can deploy these. Going back through the tags, if you're in a remote area without cell coverage, we do recommend satellite tags over LTE or cellular tags. But if you are in a cellular environment, we do recommend going that route because they do end up being cheaper per unit because you're not connecting the satellites, you're connecting the cell towers. Uh, we talked a little bit about the alerts and the reporting, talked about the software. We really recommend GPS asset tracking solutions, especially if you're tracking expensive equipment. The tags themselves are not that expensive and the monthly fee that you pay to connect them also not expensive. I can tell you this much, if you prevent one item from being stolen, you've paid for the tag multiple times over and you've paid for the service multiple times over. A lot of the customers that we work with, all it takes is just one expensive tool or one expensive piece of equipment walking off the site and that would pay for the entire system itself. And so when you start to deploy that out to the different sections and the different corners of your business, you really start to recognize ROI in a very quick and effective manner. So that's why we couldn't recommend the solution highly enough. If you have questions about this, about what would make sense for your specific use case, um, everyone's use case is different. This solution spans so many different use cases that, again, kind of like the reporting side, I couldn't even begin to get into all those different types of variations of of how the system could work. Every day in our line of business, we're getting new use cases that we've never heard before. And it's an exciting area to be, it's a fun area to be because it's constantly growing, it's rapidly evolving, and the amount of data and the amount of internet of things connections that you can establish and the benefits that come from that, it's becoming more affordable and easier to deploy. So if you have any questions about it, we would highly recommend you reaching out to somebody on the Aptricity team. You can reach out to me. I'd be happy to talk your ear off a little bit more about it. Uh, you can reach me at cgarcia at aptricity.com. We'll put that email in the show notes and in some of the descriptions of the podcast. But again, we want to thank you guys for joining today's episode. If you like today's episode, please like and subscribe to the podcast. If you tuned into the message before the podcast, I, again, cannot stress highly enough how excited we are to have our guest on for the next week's episode. Well, maybe not next week's episode, but the next episode that we drop will be this interview. You are not going to want to miss it. I promise you. So we would encourage you guys to follow us on our social media platforms to stay in touch and also to subscribe to the podcast so you do not miss any future episodes. That's all I've got for you guys today. Hope you guys enjoyed today's episode and we will see you next time.